I'm Jakob Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled Boost, a series specifically created to boost business in South Africa by letting passionate business people speak about their stories. In this episode, we're chatting about embracing a growth mindset. We're chatting about what a growth mindset is, and we're also chatting about uh, what looking out, how to look at failure differently and getting to know yourself. I'm joined by Anja van Beek, uh, the founder of Anja van Beek Consulting and Coaching. Anja, welcome. Good morning. Lovely to be here, and thank you for the invite. So uh, we always start the show by just uh, telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay, great. So I am a mom of four young students. I started my consulting and coaching business about five years ago. So until then, I was head of HR at a big multinational. And then I decided, no, it's time for something new. And that's when I started my own business and loving every minute of it. And, and um, specifically still in the sort of in the people or the HR type, type field? Definitely, yeah. So I focus a lot on leadership development. Um, I do one-on-one coaching, team effectiveness. So yeah, still HR as well, but more on the the people development side. Um, I'm passionate about that. Well, if we just take the post uh, the post or this pandemic that we've just sort of come out of uh, into account, your your timing probably couldn't have been better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, um, as I said, it's about personal development, but it's also supporting leaders to create that environment where people can thrive. Because, I mean, as you said, the last two years, it, ha- it has been so weird and strange and all new for us. And how can we not only from a personal perspective, but also supporting our teams to, yeah, just work in different ways to embrace all these uncertainty and fast-paced changing environment. Uh, we, we're definitely going to talk about that uh, yeah. a bit later on. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you, you have this saying on your, on your website, which I saw, which I, I really lo- loved. And uh, you said, you can't, we can't solve today's challenges with yesterday's wisdom. And again, I think now, um, I, I don't want to, Keep on going on about this post-pandemic world that we're in, but uh, but I mean I think it's 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 probably there's there's no more pertinent time for for now to to s- sort of think about that and contemplate what the, what the difference is. So so let's go into it. Uh, what is a growth mindset? Yeah. Okay. So if we think of a growth mindset, let's start with what is a mindset. And mindset is really that set of beliefs that we hold about ourselves and the world. So often we use the term mental models and mental models is those assumptions and beliefs and stories that sometimes keep us struck. So when you think of a growth mindset is how do I see and believe uh, my capabilities and my, um, yeah, just my talents and strengths? How do I look at that? So a growth mindset is someone that understand that we need to be open to learn, perhaps to make mistakes. It's also someone that has a specific view on feedback instead of someone that is just sitting there and believe that my capabilities are fixed. There's nothing that I can do. So growth mindset is that openness to experiment and learn. Um, I was smiling when you talk about the comfort zones. So I would say growth mindset is someone that is open to be a little bit outside of your comfort zone because that's where we grow. 
So, and, and then, um, like I said to you when we were chatting now, um, it's, it's a topic that's quite, uh, front of mind for me because, uh, you, you know, I, I do have a team that works with me. Um, so my general perception is, and this is me talking now, is that, uh, it seems to me that as a default, people are almost, um, can I say resistant to embracing a growth mindset or am I, am I overly harsh now? Yeah. Yeah, I think you might be overly harsh. So the reason why I'm saying that is if you think of a growth mindset, I want you to think of a continuum. So, Yako, on the one side, you will have a fixed mindset, and on the other side, we will have a growth mindset. But there's a lot of, I almost want to say, space in between. And mm-hmm. it's not as if it's a switch that we switch on and suddenly you're here and the next day you're there. So it might be that in certain circumstances, it's easier for you to embrace a growth mindset. But I think rather think of this as a journey. And for all of us, different times we on that journey of let's have this growth orientation instead of, so I don't think people are resistant to change. I rather think we need to understand that when there's change, As humans, there's a very predictable way of how we handle change. And that predictable way is that there's almost a dip in our performance, that there's a dip that we go through almost a, a phase that we feel uncertain. And we're not sure what the future holds because, I mean, it's change and we don't know if it will impact us in a positive or in a negative way. But the self-leadership comes into play where that dip, you're responsible for um, your own development and you can support yourself to, okay, let, let me see what I can learn and then grow a little bit quicker. Does so, that make sense? You know, it, it make, uh, you're explaining it beautifully. So um, uh, would you then say that as um, uh, maybe as circumstances change, uh, like you, you mentioned uh, a bit more uncertainty, would you then say that, that I, might be, I might have progressed along the way and then something happens that makes me uncertain and I regress a little bit uh, back to my sort of more fixed mindset uh, beliefs? Yeah, perhaps in that moment. So let me give you a very good example. You're busy with your team, you're brainstorming, you're busy with the innovation session, and you're asking them for inputs and ideas. And then you, as the leader, need to be very mindful as how you react. So it might be that someone is asking a question, and it's something that you you almost think they should know, right? We've spoken about this before. (laughs) And the way that you react will influence. It might trigger them to say, okay, let me rather go back to safety and not ask the question. So, for example, if you just say, okay, who else is struggling or is wondering about the same question? Almost creating that space, it's safe to ask any questions. Or even it can be very subtle. You're sitting there and you might just start to frown or raise, you know, your (laughs) eyebrows. Even that subtle movement or behavior is again impacting and perhaps triggering them to go back to that place of safety or want to go back to that place of safety. 
I, I hope that's a general example because it, 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm almost feeling that, uh, maybe some of my team members phone you before the, before the, uh, this interview. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I think it's very common. And I think, um, that, that is Yaku why it's so important for us as leaders to be mindful. I mean, when I think of growth mindset, um, it's about how do I stretch myself, but it's also about how does leaders create that environment where we can innovate and experiment. Because, I mean, think of your own business over the last two years. You've mentioned that things almost overnight has changed. And if we create that environment where people can experiment without saying, okay, there's going to be a very harsh reality if I say there was a, you know, I made a mistake, rather focus on that learning. And, yeah, that's where we come in with that um, responsibility to create the culture. So um, uh, in some of your your literature, you also talk about the fear of failure. Um, How how significant would that uh, be in terms of what we're talking about now? It's very, very, very significant. Fear of failure, I think, is is a big thing for us as humans. I mean, especially if you work in teams, you don't want to let your team down. You don't want to look bad. Is it impacting my next promotion? I mean, if you're part of a community, um, you also want to bring your best self to that community. And I think if we have that belief of, I am too afraid to even try um, that is definitely not the growth mindset. Though the growth mindset really say that I'm open for challenge. I know that it will take effort. That will support me instead of saying, you know what, I'll rather don't even take that step. I don't even want to take a risk because what if I look bad? So, so that leads beautifully into my next question. So, so how do I get myself into that, into that growth mindset? Okay, so there's there's different things in different ways that people can do. But I think a good starting point is to um, ask how well do you know yourself? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And even what is important to you as an individual? And the reason why I'm saying that is we often, as humans, want to, you know, increase or uh, yeah, I almost want to say evolve our weaknesses. Fo- let's focus on the weaknesses and, you know, build on that. And I almost want to invite them to do it the opposite side and rather focus okay. on your strength and build on your strengths because that's your natural talents. And it's a lot easier for you to build on that. And again, that's something if you think of selecting people for your team, why it's so important to match the person with a role. Because it might be if you're in a role where um, your natural talents is automatically utilized, you will thrive in that environment. So again, where do they start? Get to know yourself a little bit better. There's a lovely, um, the Gallup Strength Finder is an assessment tool that you can use. But there's so many others that you can, I mean, any type of assessment to say, let me understand myself a little bit better. An easy exercise that I always um, invite people to do is on a daily basis, just make a list of what is your activities that you do, what dot them down. And then you can monitor which times are you almost or which times of the day are you almost lost uh, in what you, you absorbed in what you're doing. And that's usually a very good indication that it's your strength um, because you okay. can't, you, you, you're lost in time. So that's another easy to use exercise. Say, okay, what's my strengths and what my, what is my weaknesses? Because again, remember it's even though it might be a strength, a, a strength, 
it's still about stretching yourself, trying something new, because that is what growth mindset is about. It's I'm doing something, I'm checking, okay, what worked, what did not work. Um, I've experimented, I take the learning, I tweak, and I repeat the whole cycle. So it's almost like let me do, let me check, let me adjust and we start all over again. Well, well, just um, what you started with in, in terms of getting to know yourself, um, I think that's that's probably a, a difficult and uncomfortable um, exercise anyway. Because like you said, you know, if you ask somebody, uh, you, you know, uh, what your strengths and weaknesses are, uh, you know, like you say, we gravitate, we'll, we'll mention 10 things that's wrong with us. And what, what are you really good at is, is, is more difficult to, to answer. Yeah, and I think that is the second thing that you can do is getting to know yourself, I mean, which is part of a growth mindset, is ask other people for feedback. What am I doing that is inspiring you? How does how did I support you to achieve your goals over the last week? I don't know, you know, but get feedback and be open to feedback. I was smiling. I received some feedback last week. And as I received the feedback, and it was positive, it was just a small tweak that um, someone wanted to mention. My immediate response was to start explaining why I did what I did. <laughs> and as I was doing that, I realized, okay, Anya, practice what you preach. And rather just say thank you, smile and say thank you, and then go and reflect on what they've said. Because it's so easy for us to want to defend ourselves. So feedback. Asking colleagues or even team members is such a beautiful place to start this growth mindset. Um, and then my next question then is um, for, for a business, how do you um, create a, a conducive environment for this growth mindset um, type philosophy? Because um, I, I assume between, uh, let's call it a business, the, the work environment and you as an individual, I assume there's a, is it a 50-50 responsibility to, to create that? Is it 60-40 or? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I haven't thought about that one. So let's start off with 50-50 and then we see where we end okay. with that question. <laughs> there's definitely, I think the point that you're making is so critical because there's a part that I take responsibility to lead myself and to make sure that I have this openness to experiment and learn. But on the same side, the other side of the coin is yes, as a leader, what is the culture that I want to create? Now, if you think of culture, simply think of what is the behaviors, the interactions, the values that we have in our team. So a lot of team, a lot of the time people say, you know, culture is that's your um, competitive advantage. People can't copy culture. So what is, what do you need to create? I always say, think of a learning organization, because if you want to build a learning organization, it's creating that safety where people can be vulnerable, because that is sometimes when you want to start with your growth mindset is even for a leader to lead by example and say, I'm unsure, I don't know who can support me or who can help me. Okay. Um, so that's walking the talk, but also to think of what is the behaviors that you as a team agree on when we um, interacting with one another. So it might be, for example, um, we agree on active listening or not interrupting someone. Because, I mean, you know what it's like when you brainstorm. I talk, you talk, and it's going like that. 
But in a thinking environment, it's actually about allowing the other person to complete, you know, whatever they want to share and rather use, I want to say, cognitive empathy where you really put yourself in that person's shoes. So that's another example of let's agree how we will behave. It might also be let's agree on be less judgmental when someone offers a suggestion or let's create an environment where we share lessons learned. A very practical thing that I have seen is organizations having a wall. Instead of having recognition on the wall, it's lessons learned on the wall. And how beautiful is that? So what we say, and we then actually show that growth mindset is not about the mistakes. It's about the lessons that I've learned. And the lessons is only as good as I'm sharing it with the team. I mean, if I learn the lesson, yes, it's great, but let me share that with the rest of my team. And I think often people think that when you talk about experiment, you know, failures, okay, we reframe how we think of mistakes. It's not about tolerating incompetence. This is not what we're talking about. It's really creating that environment where we open to experiment and learn. And and a, and a part of the reason why I asked that question because if you if you uh, deal with a, with a team you know different people might be along different phases of of their journey, so so uh, I I know it's something that I uh, battle with sometimes is is as a business how do you create that environment to to sort of. Um, I almost wanted to use the word now, uh, push people along the journey because, you know, like you say, you know, uh, it's it's not comfortable f- uh, to come out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself. Yeah. So I think, again, you've mentioned two things, Yaku, that I think is critical. So the first one is it's different for each one, each team member. So, again, I want to almost use the words one size does not fit all. It's not a rigid approach. Let's okay. be clear who's sitting in front of you, who's that team member, and what is needed for them. Because perhaps I need to push you a little bit more than the other person. So that's the first one concept that I think is so important. And then um, secondly is about that human-centric approach. Now, if you think of leaders – we sometimes think that we need to motivate our team and that we need to, um, you know, make sure that they achieve their goals. What What's a lot a, a better or more effective approach is even to think of, let me just put on a cap of leaders as coaches, because what do I do then? I'm not telling you what to do. I will ask you a question for you to go and think and consider, ah, what can I do next? So, yeah, I think that's the two tips that I would leave you is just think of who's in front of you. And then secondly is how can I use a coaching approach by just asking a question to support their growth? Um, And and, uh, that leads – Right into my next question. So, exactly like you said. So, for me, and I, um, when when the, the word leader, um, you know, comes to mind, it's almost uh, there's this perception, or, or, or maybe a general belief that you know, it's the person that's leading is always in the front, or she is always in the front. Um, but um, I assume over the past couple of years, leadership has changed, and and how you how you view that that task, if we can call it that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think even more so if you think of the realities of what the business world expect of us. I mean, there used to be a, a place where it was almost like command and control. Okay. Me yeah. as the leader had all the answers and I would tell, tell you this is what you need to do. And that's definitely not the case. We then also saw something where it was more transactional and it was if you do what I uh, well, if you do what I ask you, I will reward you. And if you don't, I will, I will punish you. Okay. Um, also <laughs> what, what we have seen is that <laughs> situational leadership is, um, perhaps I will delegate a little bit more, coach a little bit more. And what we now see is in the, in the world, the realities is when you work with knowledge workers. And I think this is the space where we play in is it, those old traditional ways of leading is so outdated. And for us to think that we will you know, be able to lead teams, it's, it's just not effective anymore. And that is why what we see is a more agile approach. Uh, some people um, use the term s- servant leadership. So let me see how I can support you um, by, you know, removing um, hindrances, um, definitely a, le- a leader's as coaching approach. How does that um, support the team? So we will see the focus is not on the leader anymore, but more about how do I create an environment where you can thrive? Because, I mean, we appoint people for their talents, their experience, um, perhaps what they studied, the industries that they work in. And then as soon as they join, we want to tell them what to do. And I yeah, mean, that is defeating the purpose. Yeah. Um, so, so it's actually interesting because, um, w- um, I was having a conversation yesterday and I said to, uh, to the person I was chatting to, um, one of the, uh, you know, one of those dreaded, uh, typical interview questions that, that I love to ask is, is where do you see, see yourself in five years? And they still, even if, even if they, they, um, you, you know, sort of, sort of young, um, there's a lot of people that still say, Oh, yeah, you know, I want to be, uh, I want to be a manager. I want to be. So, so it's almost to me like out of the education system, we're still creating this, this idea of in order for you to be successful, you've, you've got to be the, 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 the boss of somebody or the manager of, of somebody. Do you think that, do you think that there's a, there's a bit of a, a, a gap in maybe in terms of, in terms of, uh, the, the perceptions that we create with our, with our children and, and in the education system? Yeah, so I don't necessarily know if it's in the education system, but I do agree with you that we are conditioned to think in a specific way and conditioned to think that we're successful if you have that title behind your name. Yes. And I think it's so, it, the reality is, is so different. I mean, if we think of, um, Often we talk about a T-shaped person where someone that is more like a generalist and you don't need to lead people, um, but rather think of how you as an individual, how you can um, increase your strengths, increase your capabilities, because that is what will lead to success. So, yeah, to answer your question, I do believe there's still in our communities that almost tag that success means uh, something leader or something manager, and that's yes. not the case. Okay. And now, so that so, so I'll tell you, uh, well, it, like I said, it almost feel, it almost feels like a personal consultation. Yeah. But, uh, one of the things that we've done in, in, in our business in Catalytic is we've created these, uh, uh, multidisciplinary teams where, where there's, there's no 
top structure management. It's, it's, it's a team environment. So you also talk about everyone um, in the team playing a part in the development of, of, of the company. So just expand on that for me a bit more. Yeah. So what we see is the way that teams function and the the way that teams interact is very different, especially for people that like to use the agile ways of work or like to embrace the agile mindset. And I think this is what I'm thinking or what I'm hearing. So one of the principles is cross-functional teams. One of the principles is continuous improvement. It might be feedback. It might be self-leadership. It might be psychological safety. And that is where each and everyone is playing a part. So what I love about that team environment that you've mentioned is it's almost like the team is holding one another accountable. So let's say, for example, you have a weekly or a daily stand-up. I don't know if you have that practice. But that is where you have a short meeting every morning to say, what am I busy with? Where do I struggle? Where do I need support? And again, it's not about me, myself, and I. We see the focus shift more to team goals and teams achieving certain things, not the individual anymore. And that is why even if you think of continuous improvement, it's not only for the manager to provide feedback. It is for the team members to provide feedback for one another as well. But not only the feedback, but also to say, this is where I need help. Who can support me here? But I love the the way that you explained it. I mean, that diverse cross-functional teams, this is the way to go because there's strength in that diversity. Uh, yeah, I, I think for me, um, at a, at a from a personal perspective, uh, you know, we conceptualized it and, and spent quite a bit of time thinking about it. Um, it uh, um, in hindsight, uh, you know, this key thing that you said, and that's probably why it caught my eye, where you said that everybody in a team plays a, a, a role in the development of the company. Uh, I think that that um, we, I wasn't successful from the word go to sort of convey that sort of that sort of. Uh, belief or, or maybe ideal or whatever whatever one calls it is is to make every team member understand how important they are. Yeah, and and Yaku, I mean, think of this. Obviously, if you look at the organization, each one have a different role. And you as the leader or um, the CEO of the organization has a specific role. But it's not as if myself, as one of the colleagues, need to look up for you and say, okay, what's next? What's guidance? It's really for people to be courageous and to have the, um, I almost want to say, the ability to speak up when something is not working. I mean, if you think of innovation, and that is what so many people want to do these days, innovation is not only for the development team. And that's the same here, that the culture is not only for the leaders to define. I mean, I can speak up as a colleague or a um, team member and say, this is not working. Let's talk about that. And often I see people are too afraid to talk too afraid to to raise their voice or their concerns. And that's why that psychological safety is critical. Okay. So um, the time is flying so fast. I'm, I, I feel like we can go in for three hours more about this. So um, let's uh, – if I'm now a, a business owner or um, just a, anybody listening to this and I'm thinking, I, I like this, it sounds great – uh, where, how do we make it real? Where, where would one start? 
Okay. So, I mean, I would invite people, first of all, to just for a moment take five, 10, 15 minutes and just do self-reflection and think, okay, so if I have to be honest, this is a fixed mindset, this is a growth mindset, where would I plot myself? And even consider... Is it different in if I'm working with this team? Might it be different when I have a request from my leader? Is it different in my community uh, that I work in, whatever? So just have a look if there's a pattern that you can see. Secondly, I would ask for feedback. So if you were a leader, I would open up a conversation and say, team, um, I have a growth mindset. And one of the things is let me be open to feedback. What feedback do you want to um, what do you want to share with me in order to build a different culture? So okay. definitely ask for feedback. Um, but I also think it's about we said knowing yourself, and I think for each individual to select perhaps one area that they want to actively focus on stretching themselves outside their comfort zones. And that might be something that other people might not be aware of. But take the challenge to say, yes, I'm going to embrace the growth mindset. But then as a, as part of the invitation, I want to say, remember, it's a continuous small baby steps improvement. It's not, again, a switch overnight. So let's say there's something that you want to try, you want to experiment with. Continue with that for at least 60 days. That's how long it takes for a habit to be in bed okay. or for the habit to be created. And rather, if you have something that you're working on and there was a failure or there was a dip or it didn't go as planned, it is okay. Go back and have a look at what is the data saying me? What can I see? What can I learn? And what do I need to tweak? Um, and then, and then from your perspective in terms of, in terms of what you do for a living, I assume then, um, if us as a business, for example, uh, wanted an expert to say, come and facilitate a process like that, that's where you come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I definitely come in from a personal perspective, from a team perspective. And that's what I often see nowadays is teams asking, let's come and see how we can unlock high performance, how we can ensure that we're resilient, that, that we're not burning out, because that's a topic that I see quite um uh, there's a pattern of people feeling that's overwhelmed, burning out, etc. Okay. They're more than welcome to contact me. I would love to partner and see how I can support you. Okay, fantastic. So, um, and we'll put all of your details up when we uh, when we publish the podcast. Um, Thank you, Anya. It was uh, this was definitely the first of many. We, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're not done. I really enjoyed it, and like I said, you know, I think for any any uh, MD or CEO or business owner that 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 um, has to look after a team. Uh, it's such a pertinent topic, and and like you say, you know, it keeps on changing. So um, you know, the more you talk and reflect on it or whatever, I think um, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, very very good work that you're doing. Great, thank you, Yaku. It was lovely um, having this conversation with you. I think we're both passionate about stretching people because that's where we thrive. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Unbundled Boost, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to boost business in South Africa. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central app or website. And for added convenience, you you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. 
And um, if you want to know more about Catalytic, please visit catalytic.co.za. Cliffcentral.com.